Welcome. This is the first podcast of Conversations Between Dad and His Daughter. So we're getting started today. My name is Nicole Kost, and I'm here with my dad, Jerry Davis. Do you want to say something, Dad? I do. This is Dad, Jerry Davis, uh, pastor of Faith Life Worship Center in Carthage, Missouri. Been pastoring for a lot of years, serving God, and we're just trying to bring you something that will help you along the journey of life. Amen. Let's do it. Well, you picked out a scripture today, Dad. Do you want to talk about that scripture for a minute? Well, I do, but before we do that, uh, tell us uh, something about you. Something about Yeah, what you're doing in the ministry and in life. Well, I'm here in the church with you, obviously, working in a lot of different areas. I sing on the worship team every Sunday. I'm also involved in our media ministry, making sure that our website, Facebook pages, social media stays up to date, and videoing our services every week so that we can reach a wider audience, and then teaching whenever uh, I have the opportunity. And you're also working toward... uh, uh or ordination in the ministry, right? That's right. I was just licensed this summer and got my credentials there, so I'm working now towards ordination, hopefully by the end of the year. Good. We're both members of the Full Gospel Evangelistic Association out of Tulsa. I have been for uh, ever and ever, and uh, Nicole has been for the last several years, so We are here to try to help you and maybe bring some joy to your life and maybe tell you a few stories along the way that will encourage you and help you. And so today we're going to look at Luke, the 8th chapter and the 39th verse where uh, Jesus had sent the man whom he had cast out the demons and told him to go back home. And in verse 39, he said, Return to your own house. Tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. And so that's kind of the place where we're at. We want to proclaim the things that Jesus has done for us and in our lives and proclaim the things that he can do for you to help you in your life. Yeah, so as as I think about that scripture, just kind of as a beginning, I think about one of the probably the greatest things that God did for me is put me into this family, just as our introduction to talk about what it was like being a part of the family of God, but also being part of a family who had focused their life on being in church and being part of the ministry and serving in the church in any way. And, you know, I think that for me, that's been really an it's made a huge impact on me not just in my spiritual life but in my whole life as as I've worked in the secular world it's given me a servant's heart in that as well so I've been able to make impressions in places that I might not have if I hadn't been raised in an environment of servanthood and and just serving in the church you know as we as we've always done yeah yeah so and and the great thing about that is that God calls people to the ministry, whether it be me or Nicole or you or someone else. And uh, you don't have to have been raised in the home of a minister. 
but certainly your connection with God through salvation and through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. That connection enables you to be one of those who has the ability to share the gospel of Christ uh, wherever you go. And that's, that's what we want to focus on because all of us know that the world needs Jesus right now more than ever before. And he's called us to do that, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think, too, something you said there, Dad, about the ministry and, and being a ministry in the world is, you know, people always think of the ministry as the five-fold ministry, uh, the preacher, the teacher, the apostle, you know, each one of those. But there are ways that you can minister in the world without being called to full-time ministry. And, you know, it's something that we all have on our lives to be called that it's not just for the minister to, to go out, but we all have to go out and preach and teach and share our faith in whatever way that we can. And I know you want to you wanna talk about, um, you know, how we were each called into full-time ministry, but I just want to mention that there is also, there are other callings that you're called to be, not necessarily a full-time minister, but to minister in a certain area in the world, minister in your job or in a school or in some way like that, so... As a matter of fact, Nicole, you're bivocational. I am. In that you hold a full-time job as well as work in the ministry. That's correct. Yeah, I work in information technology at a local company here in, in Carthage. And I've uh, I've had a lot of opportunity and encountered a lot of different types of people that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I hadn't had that job. And God has used that job to open doors for me in other areas of my life. And so... Uh, that's been a, a huge blessing. It's it's not always a, an easy path to be on because my heart is always the ministry. But um, you know, I feel like I've been blessed in my in my work and in the jobs that I've had over the years. So. And I I was on a Zoom meeting this morning with uh, several pastors and missionaries and leaders, and they all talked about people that they work with who are bivocational ministers. Mm -hmm. And almost every one of them, without having to count which ones, uh, said my associate or my youth pastor or, or whoever is serving with me is bivocational. Mm -hmm. So that's not an unusual thing. That's good. I've, I've, I've worried, I guess, in my life that, you know, Maybe I wasn't truly fulfilling everything God had called me to be, but then he keeps opening these great doors for me in my secular vocation. So I know that that has to be the hand of God. He, he has me where he wants me. So. And, and uh, Paul the Apostle was bivocational. <laughs> he was a tent maker. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so uh, I'm sure there were times when he needed to uh, stop for a few moments and make a tent or do whatever to earn a few coins to buy some bread. And so that's that's why that has to happen. Right, right, yeah. So anyway, here we are. Uh, I was called into the ministry in my mid-20s and was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, called to pastor, and uh, I've been pastoring almost ever since for 50 years. And it's been a great journey hasn't always been a perfect journey, but it's been a great journey. And uh, God's always been good to take care of us. And we've 
we've always felt like as a, as a ministry family because our son is in uh, ministry in his church and he works at another place. He's bivocational. But we, we've always had the, our, our importance was on serving God, whatever we did. Now, I have to ask, just, and you may not remember, but do you ever look back and think that you never imagined you would be where you are when you first started out? I mean, you know, we've taken some pretty good adventures together, but the ministry probably had some surprises for you. It did. We really, uh, we really, when we first started pastoring, we had some opportunities to go and pastor with other men, with larger ministries, and we never felt a leading to do that. And at one time, I even felt maybe God wanted me to be an evangelist, mm. but I didn't go that direction either. And of course, after all these years, I can say he truly called me to be a pastor. And uh, But that journey has never, uh, and let me say this very kindly, it's never been up and down in the sense of anything I've regretted. We have had some ups and we've had some downs, Yeah. but it, I've never regretted the ministry, never, ever. Yeah, and I can say the same thing. You know, I know a lot of preacher's kids have struggled with being a preacher's kid. And I, mom, you know, mom's always said, and I've agreed with her, the, advana- the advantages have always outweighed the disadvantages. There, there have been some hard times. We've had our hearts broken, but it's always outweighed by the advantages that I've had, you know, being in the ministry. I was called, as you know, at church camp, Wyandotte Tri-State Youth Camp in Wyandotte, Oklahoma. I was 12 years old, and they had the call to ministry service, as they always do on the last morning, full day of camp. The 11 o'clock service is always the call to ministry. And, you know, I really can't even remember what it was, what was said in that service, but I just remember feeling that burning in my heart to go forward. And I knew that God had called me to something and uh, went forward. And you were there, of course, um, that day. And we cried together and prayed together. And um, then for a lot of years, of course, growing up, you know, in school and all, I I tried to be as involved as, as I could at those ages. But I went through a period of time where I wondered if God was ever going to fulfill that purpose in me, and it felt like it took a lot of years, but you know, here I am. So There you go, and you've done a great job. <laughs> and the thing, the thing about the call to ministry is it comes uh, differently, and the timing's always different, because you know as well as I do the hundreds, maybe even several thousand that's been called at youth camp into the ministry. And even those that maybe didn't go down that Thursday mm-hmm. were later called into the ministry. And uh, we, have, we have a record of having ministers from that camp all over the world. But the reason I mention that is because there's uh, not every one of them followed the same pattern. Right. Some went to school and later on fulfilled their dreams, some some got married, raised a family, and in that midst of, of, of circumstances, they fulfilled their dream of the ministry. So God just has a plan specifically for you. If you're thinking about the ministry, God has a specific plan for you 
And then he can use you not just as a minister, minister, but in the ministry to reach people. Uh And, of course, when you boil everything down to the last drop, the bottom line, the top of the mountain is God's call to reach other people. Right, right. You know, sometimes we don't think about even the little things we can do to reach others. I know Stan and I, that's my husband, Stan, um, I know sometimes we just try and bring joy wherever we go. If we are in a restaurant or in a store, we try. He likes to make people laugh, and so he sees that as a little ministry of its own, that he can make someone smile or make their day seem better. And that hopefully over time, as we continue to interact with those people, they'll ask the question we always want them to ask, which is, what is it that makes you so joyful all the time? So we can have that open door to share. Right. And that's a ministry in itself, I believe. So. And, And I was thinking, you mentioned your mother a while ago, and my wife, Twanda, uh, was raised in a home where basically their ministry was hospitality. Their home was always open to other people. And every time there was a a revival, a a missionary, a singing group, they always stayed at uh, Twanda's home. Her mother was very hospitable and would always serve the best meals they didn't have a lot of money, but God always supplied that. And then I cannot tell you the times that I went over there and would walk in and the house would be full of, of ministers and their families and people from the church. And this prepared her to be in the place of being a pastor's wife. And so you never know what things happen in your life that will prepare you for what God has for you to do as uh, a person who can reach out and touch other people. And certainly uh, you have to understand, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to say this, you have to understand that God treats you as a unique person, that he doesn't try to make a carbon copy of someone else for your life. But he uniquely does that in such a way that you're able to go out to the whole city and tell the great things that Jesus has done for him, ever which way he leads. You know, as you were talking about um, Nanny and her, her home always being open, just one more thought here. You know, we talk about all the time we, we'd like to see someday in heaven a result of all of the people who were called to the ministry and went on to do great things. But I think there's also something to be said for all the people who went through Nanny's house and who maybe they were, you know, discouraged and just being in that environment encouraged them to continue on. You know, those types of of ministries, hospitality is not just opening your home, but it's also providing that encouragement that you're welcome and that your ministry is valued. And so I think that there's a, a ministry in that as well. So, and, and Nicole, the next podcast that we do, and by the way, we're going to make these a weekly podcast, but the next podcast, I'll tell a, a couple of funny stories about the ministry and, and how it related to what we're talking about today. But we trust that you're looking forward to what you can do for the kingdom of God. 
and that you can publish the name of Jesus wherever you go. And I'm going to ask Nicole to pray for you as we close the session today. And just believe, listen, ladies and gentlemen, just believe that God's going to do great things in your life. So, Nicole, if you'll pray us out of here. I will. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have today to speak into the lives of others. Lord, we don't know what someone may be feeling or thinking when they hear this, but we just believe that right now you're working in their lives to show them how they can be more equipped, how they can be serving you in greater ways. God, open doors for them to minister to people knowing that there's no ministry that's too small for you, that everything that they do in your name means something to the person that receives it. And so we just pray that you start to show people new and and different ways, especially during these times where they can reach into the lives of others. Um, We just thank you that you're going to do that, and we hope we'll get to hear some reports of some of those. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.